This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Week 13 NFL action almost in the books. We got a big, big one tonight that we will get into in depth on this episode of the Steelers Standard. But Tom Opperman and Jacob Recht, we're going to break down some action from around the league on a great Sunday of NFL football. Uh, Steelers beat the Ravens, obviously 20 to 19. Some of the other AFC North action that took place, the Brownies didn't get a loss this week, but they didn't get a win either because they were on their bye week, a really late bye week for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, although playing th- uh, till week 13 before you finally get a, a game off. That's got to be tough, and they're one of the most injury-prone teams in the NFL, so this was a big, big deal for them. We'll see how healthy they were able to get. they got to turn right back around and play against the Baltimore Ravens for the second straight time this coming Sunday. So I hate this schedule, man. It's so wishy-washy, the fact that the Steelers-Ravens it took all the way to Week 13 to play each other at least once. Same with the, the Pats and the Bills. took all the way to Week 13 to play each other at least once. How about Browns, this? You you want something that'll make you even more? What the heck are the schedule makers doing? Well, the Browns thing I think is the most questionable. Well, let me let me tell you this: Washington football team, mm-hmm. five games left. All five are NFC East opponents. They've played the Giants once this year already. They haven't played the Eagles yet. They haven't played the Cowboys yet, and they've still got one more with the Giants. All five of those games are the rest of those. Games. They're in the NFC East the rest of the way. I really think this 18th week put a wrench in whatever system the NFL scheduling committee usually uses to make the schedule. Well, hey, right? Want, because, I mean... You want to win a division, though. Maybe I, no better way than playing five straight absolutely. division games. And you, you are right there for what? that fit, You're in the sixth seed right now? Yeah, for and the you're playoffs? two games behind the Cowboys, but guess who you play twice still? <laughs> the exactly. Dallas Cowboys. Another thing that I mentioned to you off-air is the Saints and the Cowboys, who played on Thursday night this past week against each other, also played on Thursday, Thanksgiving week. When was the last time you saw two teams play on on Thursday in consecutive weeks? I, I, we we can assume the Cowboys have done it before, but to see a second NFL team do it, kind of crazy. Jacob hates the schedule makers. I think I really that's do. a that's a that's an off season show that I'm gonna have to bookmark. There, we're gonna just bash the schedule makers. But a couple games that the schedule makers put on the docket that were great. One of them started with the AFC North, the Bengals, playing host to the L.A. Chargers and getting just demolished by them. Uh, it was a blowout early when it was 24 to nothing. Bengals made it really interesting. It was 24 to 22 heading into the fourth quarter, and then the wheels fell off in the fourth quarter. Tavon Campbell had a 61-yard fumble return. And it was over from there as the Chargers went on to win 41 to 22. You know, the interesting thing about the Bengals, first of all, I think these two teams are the exact same teams. Uh, they're, they're young. They're probably a year away from truly arriving. They're overachieving a bit this year. They've got their quarterback. They've got two young quarterbacks. They've got dynamic weapons on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. The defense has talent, but it's supposed to be the thing holding them back, but it's actually been pretty good for both of the teams, especially, especially yeah. the Bengals. Bengals. It's way yeah. ahead of schedule. But young teams with young quarterbacks need to kind of learn how to win in this league every single week. So not surprised to see the you know schizophrenic nature between both of these teams where one week they're up, one week they're down, and it's just it's a roller coaster. That's going to happen with teams that are 
both, but I, I, they're seven and five after the win from the Chargers knocked the Bengals down to that record and elevated the LA team to that record. They're exact the same. They're the exact same football team. And will they make the wild card this year? I could see both of them making the wild card this year, but. Don't think this will be the first kind of head scratch blowout result that either team will face this year because it's just the nature of the beast when it comes to these two teams. But one interesting thing about the Bengals, they were rolling after twenty-four to nothing. Sixty-one yard fumble return for a touchdown by the Chargers tells me that the Bengals were only forty yards away from scoring a touchdown themselves and taking the lead in that game. Think about the Browns game when they got blown out by the Browns. They were Driving. driving they down were, their they were, throats. They were, what? they were in goal to go at that point. Pick six. Mm-hmm. So these big splash plays going in the other direction, ending in points for the other team, that's been the, the stake that's been driven into the Bengals' heart a lot this year is their own self-inflicted wounds. Again, that's another sign of a young team that needs to still learn how to win. So not surprised at the result in this game, that the one team absolutely kind of mollywhopped on the Bengals. Uh, I just think that this is kind of indicative of who these two teams are, is that they can be prolific scoring teams. They can have weeks where they struggle. You you just don't know what you're going to get from them, which makes them a dangerous team to make it to the playoffs, but also a team that I could see getting in and just, you know, ho-hum, you lose 24-3 in the first round, like no trouble. Forgettable. Yeah. You look back and be like, oh, they they got into the playoffs, Oh, the Chiefs get to play the Bengals? Thanks for that easy win. Like, that could happen. But also I could see Chiefs have to play the Bengals and Joe Burrow throws three touchdown passes. And it's – yeah, it could just be like the the Browns and Chiefs game from last year. Right. Where – I mean, of course, Pat Mahomes got hurt in that game, and it it was left up to uh, Chad Henney, of all people, to win that game for the Chiefs. But – Certainly a lot closer than people would have expected. That's the playoffs, though. Joe Burrow, 300 yards, touchdown, two interceptions. Herbert, 317 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. It's going to be fun to see those two play each other a lot. And you can expect that to happen, too. Because they'll probably finish around first or second in the division every year with each other. So, And I think we might end up seeing a playoff game between those two at at one point. Maybe not this year, but at at one point, I'd safe to say Burrow-Herbert. AFC Championship game? Wouldn't be far fetched to see that down the road. The only thing is, you got you still have Josh Allen, you still have Patrick Mahomes. Lamar's not going anywhere. Lamar's not going anywhere just yet. We did point out that this year is a little weird for him. It's certainly not as at that high level as it once was from last year or even two years ago when he won MVP. But you still got other guys. It's not, it's not like it was Brady and Manning, and then the the super tier below, multiple tiers below was was Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Palmer for a little bit with Cincinnati. You got, you got all four of these, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, all, even Lamar, super young. Mac Jones? Would Mac Jones, <laughs> yeah. Throw him in there already? Yeah, you kind of have to. And you know what? Trevor Lawrence is going to be good still, I think. I think this I just is, don't know about the team. That's what's going to hold him back. But I think this is just a, you know, getting his feet wet kind of rookie year. Don't be surprised if next year Trevor Lawrence starts to – Figure things out and light it up. We a know bit how more. good the Chiefs and Bills teams are surrounding their quarterbacks, and as as we just laid out briefly, the pieces are there for the Bengals and the Chargers are just maturing to the point where you can be taken seriously. I think Trevor Lawrence really has a hard road ahead of him because of the organization for which he plays for. Some other the one o'clock action around the league: the Buccaneers beat the Falcons, thirty to seventeen. Tom Brady had a phenomenal performance uh, again. Four touchdowns, but really five touchdowns because one of his inter- his only interception 
was a pick six, three-yard interception return by the Falcons. So Brady's throwing touchdowns to both teams in that game, uh, but 368 yards through the air. He is going to start rounding into playoff form soon, so keep an eye out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You don't want to write Tom Brady off, even though he has had his fair share of struggles so far this season. Uh, the Cardinals beat up on the Bears 33-22. to Kyler Murray back, 123 mm -hmm. uh, yards. He was phenomenal. One of the best uh, players on the field this past Sunday. Um, only passed the ball 15 times. It shows you how committed to the rushing attack the Arizona Cardinals were. But they're going to keep winning these football games, Jacob. And we're still not going to put them as the number one team in the NFL, are we? I mean, that's just the way the nature of the beast goes for the Arizona Cardinals. Is that it's almost like you can go and stack all these wins and finish the season with a 15-2 and two record, and I'd still pick you to lose to the Packers or the Buccaneers or maybe even the Rams in a playoff game. It's just it's just the way my brain is working right now. I mean, why why would it work anywhere else? Why, why would it work? But it shouldn't. That's my point. Operation. It shouldn't because every week in and week out, they go 2-1 and one with Colt McCoy. They prove every single week that they're the best team in the NFL. But it's that stupid red bird on the side of your helmet, and I can't get over that. And it's like, Rams, well, I don't trust you. The Rams, now it was a different quarterback, but Aaron Donald was there. Sean McVay. Sean McVay's there. done it before. I right, trust that's Sean what McVay. I'm saying. Like, He's, I trust Tom Brady. Brady. I trust has done Aaron Rodgers. Better than anyone else. I probably trust the Cowboys more than I trust the Cardinals. It's close. Well, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. I'd put the Cowboys and Cardinals together. But Aaron Rodgers goes to NFC Championship games, championship games, excuse me, every other year. Been to the Super Bowl. The Cardinals, this is a completely new team we've seen since the last time they've made this good of a run. What was it, 2015 when they lost to the Carolina Panthers in that NFC Championship yeah, game? Yeah, Carson Palmer. Completely different. Bruce Arians was there. Carson Palmer was the quarterback. Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald was really the only. David Johnson was the running back. That was his breakout rookie season, I believe. And now he's doing nothing in Houston. This is an entirely different looking team. And there's no reason for And a better team, mind you. Oh, yeah. It's a better I think, team. I think yes. it's a better team, too. Way better. Look at the defense, especially. Chandler Jones wasn't there at the time. J.J. Watt wasn't there at the time. And J.J. Watt's not there now because of injury, but... But still, he, he, he contributed early on to their, at the time, undefeated record. A much better team, I agree. Buda Baker is a really good safety. Yeah. I mean, he's, what, only in his third season? Yeah, out of Washington. He's really good. Really good, but... We don't know who these Cardinals are, right? Except for ten and two, and then the top team team in the NFC. Like that's who they are, and that's who we should think that they are. But it's one of those teams where you just you got to see it in the playoffs first. Exactly, you just got to see saying. it in the playoffs. We 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 know who they are in the regular season. This is this is Kyler Murray. I wouldn't even call it his breakout season. I think that came last year, kind of like with Josh Allen. He had his big big year, and now it's just because he's not doing as big of things yeah. injuries last year injuries right. i think have he would probably be the mvp if he was healthy all year long with right with that record especially with 10 and 2 yeah, yeah I, I think that's fair to say but this is the first time he's played on a really really good cardinals team right every year that he's been in the league i think they won what five games his first year last year they last were year like, they should have made the playoffs they were like six and two and then they finished with what eight and eight or nine and seven james connor the... can't stop making one-handed catches and scoring touchdowns scoring th I, I think mean... he is it, i think he's still second place to james uh james sorry um jonathan taylor out of indianapolis but still no one saw james connor being second place and in, in, in touchdown scored look 
I think what's more surprising, though, about James Conner is the fact that he's been healthy all year long. I mean, great point. No one has saw him be able to have that kind of longevity. Granted, he's not the single back there. Chase Edmonds and him do pretty much 50-50 duty, but it's been a bigger upset than anything out of James Conner this year because the skill's always been there. The talent's always been there. Like, are you surprised that he has this many touchdowns? Yes, but not to the point where it's like this came out of complete left field. He's a former ACC player of the year. He went to the Pro Bowl with the Steelers. The talent's always been there. It's the injuries that's been the problem. But he's been able to stay healthy all year long, and it's paying a lot of dividends for those Arizona Cardinals. Absolutely, but we don't know what Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, what damage they can do in the playoffs. Now, if they get the first seed, right, if they get that number one overall seed and they lose, boy, doing doing Arizona sports radio it's is going to be... be it's going to be brutal. And it's going to be the same thing for us nationally. It's just going to be, well, the Cardinals are who we thought they were, a team that's good in the regular season, I'm but kind of ironic do it. that it was the Cardinals against the Bears in that Monday night game, Ro- not Romeo Cornell, uh, I'm forgetting the guy's name, who actually passed away a couple years ago, but he was the one. It, it was it was his Cardinals press conference. They said, we are who we thought they were. That That's now a staple in sports media, using that term or using that, using that slogan. And we, the Cardinals are who we thought they were if, if they're going to lose that first overall seed in, in, the, in, in their first appearance in the playoffs this year. Both New York teams lost. The Eagles trounced the Jets. Gardner Minshew got the start and played really well for Philadelphia. The Dolphins beat the Giants. The Dolphins continue to run up their winning streak. They're now at 6-7. and seven. They have the same amount of wins as your Pittsburgh Steelers do. Miami still hasn't gotten a bye week yet, which is wild. It's got to be either next week or the week after that, but... Six and seven Dolphins team. They play the Jets their next game. Probably looking at seven seven right in the face. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I think it's a little too late for the Miami Dolphins. They dug themselves way too deep of a hole. But this is the team that they're closer to than the team that started one and six. They're definitely the team that's on the uh, five game winning streak. Good as opposed to one and six on the season. Five game winning streak, but are you going to take it with a grain of salt? Because the only playoff team they've beaten in that stretch is the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, they I beat do up take on Houston, the Jets, both New York teams, the Jets and the Giants, the Panthers. Not 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 the, the best. best, not no. the best. But you are taking care of business, so. You're separating your, you're kind of you were kind of in that pack with all those teams that you were playing, and then the fact that you've beaten all of them kind of has taken you away from that pack sure. and put you in more of a. Are you really you're you're kind of now floating around where the Colts and the Broncos are instead of those teams. But still, even before that five game win streak, look at some of their losses earlier on to the Raiders. Mm. The Raiders that was when they went three and zero, so fair for them. But and that was close too. It was the Jaguars, mm. the Falcons. Now that okay, those are the Jags, especially is the one that you should be seven and six, not six and seven. That was a London game, though. Remember that. Still, that was uh, still. the kid from Pittsburgh. I forget his name who kicked that game winning field goal. But you should win that game. A loss to the Jaguars very well might be why you're not as the seventh seed in the playoffs this year. Or the Falcons. I mean, you both of those teams. Both of those teams. If they do, they're firmly in the playoff right now. They're they're like the five seed at this point. Right now, where do they stand? They stand at the thirteenth seed with a lot of teams to jump. Yeah, but they're winning a lot of games and they're one of the hottest teams in football. And Tuatunga Vailoa, I think, has shown that he's someone at least to bring back again next year and try like uh, the Deshaun Watson rumors were out there a lot this year and Dolphins weren't really giving him a lot of confidence as far as his quarterback play is concerned but he's played well since coming back from his injury earlier this year Uh, I saw Logan Ryan from the 
New York Giants say that he could be emergency quarterback for the Giants, and you know if he has to, he played it in high school, and he can do two yard quick hits like Tua does all game long. And took a shot at Tua after the game, and I'm sitting there like, he Buddy, just beat he you. Just lost twenty to nine. Just beat you. He's like, oh, all Tua does is throw little two yard out routes real quick. I can do that in my sleep. It's like, okay, well, why don't you stop Tua from right. doing it so much then? Because he two yard out routed you down the field. For 244 yards on the game and 20 points on the scoreboard, buddy. Like, I don't, I just, when people talk after a loss, it's so off putting. It just, and, and I, I like to bring that up too because Pittsburgh, I know you get a little upset at some of the things that our players say. It ain't just in Pittsburgh, okay? People say this stuff all over the league, and Logan Ryan from the Giants absolutely sounded like an idiot. Idiot. Looking ahead for Miami, game. the, the must Jets, win Saints. Next week. For the for the Jets, Saints. That could be a win. I don't know. They look better with Taysom Hill though at quarterback. But the last two weeks are gonna be tough. On the road against Tennessee, at home against the Patriots. You beat the Patriots already too, so they want to get that back right. so badly. That that that's looking like the one. Everyone has a questionable loss in their season so Patriots far, if not multiple. Patriots losing in Week One against the Dolphins. Man, that hurts for them. Colts blew the Texans out, thirty-one to nothing. Jonathan That's Taylor, maybe the best that that team is playing. Maybe some of the best football of anybody. Uh, if you're in the playoff picture right now, you want to keep the Colts out because I don't want to see Indianapolis lined up across from me on Wild Card Weekend. I no thank you signing up for sixty minutes of Jonathan Taylor football. I think that's tough. And Carson Wentz has played really well this year for them. That's a good, That's a really good signing. They got something building there. Next year is going to be interesting for Indy. Is he the comeback player of the year this yeah. year? Yeah, I think he'd so. have to be. I can't yeah. even – off the top of my head, I can't even think of really There's one no, that. like, Alex Smith who just was able to play through or recover from an injury. It's just – I think it's Carson Wentz. Yeah, I don't see – I don't know anybody that has even close to a resume that he so does. So he could be your comeback player of the year. Jonathan Taylor, your offensive player of the year? With Derrick Henry getting hurt, I think it is. MVP is going to go to a quarterback. Derrick. You can assume so. You can assume. Yeah, you'd have to assume so. Um, I don't know which who one. Who that quarterback is, because every time someone seems to separate themselves from the pack, they throw like three interceptions in the next game, and they bring themselves back down to earth. So your guess is as good as mine, but it's going to be Tom Brady. But your guess is as good as mine. I was going to say Tom be. just threw another four touchdowns this past Sunday. Yeah, so. it's going to be Tom Brady, but it's still a little bit up in the air, and I think that there's going to be room for debate all the way up until week 18 for who should get it, but mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be Tom Brady. We all know that. So, I th I mean, good for the Colts to, to really rally because that, what was it, 0-3 hold they faced early on, Everybody was running them off. Now they're the eight or the nine team, excuse me, one spot or two spots out of the playoffs behind the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are at eight right now. Zero and three start, one and four with two more games on their schedule after that, and now they sit what at seven and seven six. and six. And if they keep winning, teams in front of them will lose. So I don't think you should write them off yet. But they got a tough test coming up again on Saturday, December eighteenth. So whoa. Yeah, so the Colts get a bye week this week, and then they play on Saturday against the New England they Patriots. They actually play – Tom, are you looking at this? They play two Saturdays two in a row. Two Saturdays in a row. they got the Christmas Day game as well against the Arizona Cardinals. So things get tough. And then yes. there's a game against the Raiders too on the back end of those two games. So, But, again, this is why – I'll make a point why I hate the NFL scheduling the job they've done this year. How do you allow the Colts and the Titans, when you know they're going to be the best two teams in the division, to play each other twice – through what the first six weeks or the first seven weeks of the season? I wonder if they thought that uh, 
Deshaun Watson would play for the Texans. And, and then that and would they'd be better. The and Colts Texans there? would have been a better or Titans Texans would have been a better. And that, that is the week eighteen game. Titans Texans, yeah. yeah. Colts get the Jags in week eighteen. Uh Washington football team got another win against the Vegas Raiders. The football team is now six and six and has the sixth seed. Yeah, not in just the, the seventh seed. They are number six. The NFC East about to get two teams in the playoffs. Who would have thought that would have been a, the not, case earlier this year? Not I. But I think it's trending in that direction right now because Guess who the team is at number eight on the outside looking in? Is it oh, it's an Eagles? NFC East team. So the NFC beast, might we say, is probably yeah, gonna, okay. probably going to end up getting two teams in the playoffs, which is something we didn't think would happen earlier this year. We no, thought they were a one-and-done team for sure. A one-and-done uh, one division. One-and-done and the division being represented in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they're right there, especially considering the San Francisco 49ers Losing to division rival Seattle yesterday, and everybody but the Panthers on a bye, but they're five and seven. The Vikings lost, the Falcons lost, the Saints lost. So like, San Francisco had every opportunity to, to, to get that extra step, to get that extra footing. And not just that, Washington gets a win, and everybody who was right behind them loses. So sure. they get a little extra breathing Including room as Including the Vikings, well. who they all, who they just beat last week. Yeah, so they get a little extra breathing room, which is nice. For the for the Washington football team, but I, I I see them getting in the playoffs and not doing anything. I mean, it's Washington. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't. I don't. Think oh, even though San Francisco just lost, and right now they're sitting behind. I Washington, still think San Francisco's more dangerous. It's a date more dangerous, way more sure. dangerous as well. And they had a chance at the goal line there. San Fran did to punch it in. How how did I skip over this game though? The Lions getting their first oh. win of the season. Well done, Dan Campbell. Well done. You see the enthusiasm for that team, how they rally behind Dan Campbell. Everybody's going to probably have takes this offseason and say, oh, Dan Campbell's a terrible coach and how they should move on from Dan Campbell and what a nice experiment, but that kind of coach doesn't work. And my whole thing, if I was the owner of the Lions and a pundit on Detroit radio, would be in no way, shape, or form should this team be playing as hard as they are in Week 13 with how bad they are. But every single week, they give a chance to win. Like, it's not like you look at the schedule and say, oh, we're playing the winless Lions. That's an easy win. It's not like the Hugh Jackson Browns. Like, there's no really rollover and die. I know they've gotten – they got blown out by the Eagles, I think, was the last time they got really run out. Yes, 44-6. to six. But, but other than that, it's tied been – Tied against the Steelers, three-point loss to Cleveland, two-point loss to the Bears, and finally they get that win. So they play tough games. They're not an easy win by any stretch of the mm-hmm. imagination, and that's a vote of confidence I'd have in my coach. I'd say, hey – we're building this thing back up here in Detroit. This is the beginning of a new era, like the very beginning. This year was the baby step year. We're, we're starting to walk now and try to rebuild this franchise. And the fact that you got these guys so bought in when the talent isn't there on the roster and they've been getting their butts kicked and losing in really heartbreaking fashions week in and week out. I mean, it took a 66-yard field goal earlier in the year to beat them from Justin Tucker. To be able to still rally those guys around you and have them playing like each week matters still even though their season is far and away over with that's a testament to the coach and that's a testament to i think his ability to be a motivator in this league moving forward and i don't know you can't obviously give him too much of a leash but i'd like to see what dan campbell does with some more talent on a roster sure, absolutely and, and that talent's gonna come because i think they're gonna get the number one overall pick i think they year. are too but think Although about now it. they're only a game in front of the Jags with that win, so you don't want to win too many games here. I don't know who 
who really is Jags aren't taking a quarterback though, right? Exactly. So I, I don't really know who's needed in Detroit. What what piece they're missing, but they need a quarterback. But it, they do. But it might be a good idea, and I love Kenny Pickett. But it might be a good idea to just ride Jared Goff one more year because this class ain't the best class. No, I mean that's totally fair. But looking at their schedule, Tom, I mean they got. 41-33 against the Niners early on. That Monday night blowout against the Packers. The the Eagles game, how you mentioned, they lost 34-11 against the Bengals. I would have assumed, if you were to tell me the, the, the through, what, 13 weeks, the Lions went 1-10-1, and that the two-point loss against, or the tie against the Steelers, the three-point loss to the Browns, the two-point loss to the Bears, and their one win would have come in weeks one through four, and then they just lost it, they right? They just stumbled and then, down the stretch. And then they get blown out by the Eagles and and the Bengals and the Packers and the Niners. But it's the opposite. They got blown out early, and they still kept fighting, and they were so close each of these last three weeks, and then they finally broke the barrier against Minnesota this week. Something is – whatever Kool-Aid is in Detroit. Of course it was it, the Vikings. Yeah, of course it was the Vikings. And, of course, it was at the very last second touchdown to walk off the game. I mean, of course it was the Vikings. Of course it was. I should have bet on the Lions. It was such an easy call, and I just missed it. Uh, Jags and Rams. Yeah, everyone everyone missed that up. It was the NFC North matchup, but not the one you were expecting. Everyone was putting putting that bet on the Thanksgiving Day game against Chicago. That's when I thought they'd get the win. Right, and it was the opposite. It was a last-second field goal by Chicago. And then here, a week later, it was the last second touchdown by Detroit. Most forgettable game on the schedule of last week was definitely Rams-Jags, right? I mean, that's the game where you don't even remember those two teams played. And the Rams won 37-7, to so it was barely a football game even for those that ended up watching it. Uh, Rams got back on track. Cooper Cup had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Odell, second straight game with a touchdown as an L.A. Ram. The connection's getting better. Cleveland Browns receivers had a lot of trouble getting open against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm just saying... Might have forced that guy out of town too hastily, Cleveland. Yeah, was maybe, he not? Maybe. You know, just because he's not producing doesn't mean he's not helping. I just, I just want you guys to think about that because it's tougher getting open when you're just Jarvis Landry out there by yourself. And your quarterback is Baker Mayfield. Yes, that's true. Stafford's a little bit better, a little bit of an upgrade there. Niners, Seahawks. We mentioned this earlier. Niners had a chance at the goal line on fourth down. They got stopped by Pete Carroll's Seattle Seahawks in a game that. Three weeks ago when I was an idiot and thought they had a first-round pick, I'd say don't win because you want to draft as high as you can, but they traded that pick to the Jets for Jamal Adams, so win, baby. Win as many games as you want to win because you ain't picking in the first round anyway, so you might as well have some pride. That's a team that's played spoiler down the stretch, right? Like sure. Seattle's out of it. There's no way they're well, going to climb their way. Wilson never gets hurt. They're probably in it still. But they're out of it because of that, and they lost the first couple games when Russell Wilson came back to really solidify but that them was, being out I mean, of it. He was rehabilitating that finger. But I'm just saying, if he never suffers that injury, those games that they were without him, possibly winning. And in the, the first two of which he was rehabbing that finger injury, they could possibly win that game if he's fully healthy. But now what they're going to do is they're just going to be a team that you're going to have to go to Seattle late in the season if you're the Rams or if you're the Cardinals, and they're just going to be an annoying. Right. They're going to be an annoying team that's better than their record that you're going to have to beat. They're going to have a losing record, Seattle will, and they're not going to make the playoffs. But they could easily play spoiler. And that's Especially a, to some of those division opponents. It already just started. Just like they did. I mean, it already with, started. Just like they did with the with the Niners yesterday. Swept the Niners this year. The Seattle Seahawks did. So. They only have two more division games. They play the Rams once and the Cardinals once. And they could easily win both of those games. Both of those say. games on the road, though, for Seattle. That's good for those two teams. Because going to Seattle, like San Francisco just had to do. That's, Hard to do. That's a different whole ball game, considering that. Uh, Chiefs-Broncos last night. 
I think the worst case scenario for the NFL is the Chiefs defense starting to figure it out, and they are. Chris Sorensen had an interception for a touchdown last night. They only gave up nine points to the Denver offense. That's been four or five weeks in a row now where the Kansas City Chiefs defense has really stepped up big time. Yep. Offense is still trying to find their sea legs from time to time, so it's not exactly as prolific of an offense as it has been. But if their defense is playing as good as it has for the rest of the year, these past four weeks, they're not going to lose to anybody. I mean, you can't score nine points and beat the Chiefs, even if their offense is still trying to find themselves. They're still going to put up you know, points in the 20s. So good win for the Chiefs last night. Uh, Broncos are a team that's just so weirdly hanging around, but they're 6-6 six and six now. Maybe they start to fall off. Every time we say that, though, they get a big win and, and launch themselves right back into the wild card race. But... I think the Chiefs are going to start running away with the West. I mean, I think they already have. Yeah. Even though the Chargers got that win against the Bengals, I, 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 to keep kind of keep pace, yeah. It's Only still, a game it's back. Still the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs to lose. Chiefs got with the Broncos. That was the start of a three-game stretch against the West. Now they have the Raiders at home, and then they go to L.A. to face off against the Chargers a couple Thursdays from now. It's going to be a lot of fun on that Thursday night watching that game. The important thing too That'll is be that for the division, though, most both likely. Teams, both teams are right now 2-1 and one with the division record. So if, assuming the Chiefs can beat the Chargers, that means they'll split on the season. The next tiebreaker would obviously go to division record, other than just record in general. And finally, Patriots-Bills tonight in Buffalo, New York. New England, first place in the AFC Nor- or AFC East, first place in the AFC Conference with the loss from the Ravens. So one year of Bill Belichick and the Patriots being mediocre, and they're already right back at the very top of the conference. The Bills obviously have a chance, though, to win tonight and put themselves at the top of the AFC and the AFC East. So it's a winner-take-first-place-loser-drops-to-a-wild-card kind of game in Buffalo tonight. This has been Buffalo's boogeyman for years and years and years. Yeah, they beat the Patriots a couple times last year, but does that really count when they're not the fully operational machine that they are this year? This is the one where it would feel really satisfying for Buffalo fans to get that big W. You're two-and-a-half-point favorite at home, so Vegas expects you to win this football game. I think the Patriots are going to go in there I, and beat them. I, I completely agree. I, I, I want to ask you a question. Allen throws three picks. That's the answer to maybe a question you're going to ask, no. or maybe not. But he's going to throw three picks. It's totally ex- possible in in the realm of possibility. And you're going to is... look up at one point, Jacob, and it's going to be Mac Jones is twenty for twenty four for one hundred and ninety yards and a two touchdowns. Yep. My question was, and I already know the answer. What is more upsetting to you that the Patriots took one year off and now they're already back into it, or the Chiefs toyed with us for the first nine weeks of the season and? We, we, we knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to be MVP the Patriots. Candidate. It's yeah, the, Patriots. It is the Patriots. Because I knew that the I knew the Chiefs would be good. Even if the Chiefs somehow didn't make the playoffs this year and continue to struggle, I would be like, okay, they'll probably make the Super Bowl next year. Like this team is going to be good for years and years to come. The Patriots were supposed to be dead and gone, and we we're supposed to forget about them for a while while this Chiefs thing happened for a couple years, and instead they decided to hit on their quarterback in the 2021 NFL Draft. Mac Jones going to be the rookie of the year. It's the Patriots. The Patriots are way more annoying than the Chiefs figuring it out. But we'll see tonight if the Patriots can really grab a vice grip on the AFC conference. You got the Patriots? I got the Patriots tonight. Yeah, I got the Patriots too. Yeah, Yeah. I just feel like they're going to win, and that means they're going to be on a collision course with that number one seed in that first-round bye. And we all remember how Tom Brady and Bill Belichick did with first-round byes and home field advantage in the playoffs. So 
The only time I think they lost uh, a home, and the reason they lost memory, a home game to the Titans. Titans, but that but was, that was wild on Wild Card, card Week. That was the first time they played in the Wild Card round in like what ten years? Yeah, yeah. They're not gonna. Uh, uh, it's gonna be. I think the race is now between going New to England the Bowl, and Kansas City. But as you said, when when it's on the table, they're going to the Super Bowl, aren't they? Uh, Tom, I don't think so. I think the Chiefs will stop them, but I think it's headed towards Patriots Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. That's going to yeah, do it. We, we, we've been sitting here the last, like, what, two years saying the big quarterback matchup for years to come is Mahomes-Allen. And then it's going to be Mac Jones and the Patriots for years to come instead. It's, I think that window lasted about two years. Yeah. And now it's not going to be uh, Mahomes and Mac Jones. I hate the NFL, but I love the NFL. But I hate the NFL. That'll do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Thanks, as always, for giving myself, Tom Opperman, and my partner, Jacob Brecht, a listen. We always look forward to talking to you guys, and we will do so again on the next episode of the Steelers Standard.